live in the studio. It's going to come out really, really cool. Wow. Did you produce the beat? Yeah, it's going to be. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we're, we're, we're here back at the Mita studio with uh, Mita Unshackled, Dimitri Downing again, <clears throat> with my co-hosts. Rita Valenzuela. And Destiny Blanco. And we are thrilled today to be joined by what I consider perhaps one of the, the innovators of the cannabis industry. And I mean, just an incredible honor to have them join us today. We have Grow Sciences, uh, Matt and Mike from Grow Sciences. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having us, man. And, and Happy first, to be here. Before we start, I wanted to bust out our 1942, a toast to you guys, to your organization, your success. I think Cheers. we're going we're to toast your team today. Appreciate that. Better. In the Caribbean Blue Solo Cups. While we're Absolutely. over here getting toasted on All Grow right. Sciences. We got to thank Hippie Chicks for that 1942. Uh, so let's thank start. You. That is like water, though. Like when it's, you drink 42, I could have just It's very smooth. It. it really is. No, but it's so cool to have you guys. It's like, I mean, you guys have developed like a cult following in the Arizona cannabis industry. So we're going to dive deep into why that is. But I think people will, will recognize why that is as we get to know you guys a little better. So let's start by doing some brief introductions and history, how you guys got into the cannabis industry, et cetera. Uh, Mike, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, Matt and I have known each other since, I don't know, 2015 or 14-ish. We tried to find the first email where we met, but yeah. introduced by a mutual friend. And um, I own a dispensary in Washington, D.C., <laughs> which is why I was introduced to him, because he... I cultivating would say we here. met in 2013, <laughs> but I scared the shit out of him at our first meeting, so we really became friends in 2014. What do you mean, scared the shit out of him? Yeah, Mike, what happened? <laughs> Let's hear that story. Uh, he was trying to ship me pounds via FedEx to Washington, D.C. Okay, okay. Now, <laughs> we, 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 Frank, I talk about how I used to ship from Tucson and Phoenix to Boston in the 90s. It made so much sense to me, though. What happened was, is he's like, oh, that's cool, you've got a dispensary in D.C., and he pulls up the website on his phone, and he's looking at pictures of the weed, which is mediocre because it was a new market. There was only a few growers, still is. Um, and no one was really good at it, still isn't. And <clears throat> there's a couple people doing it. I haven't been there in forever. But he, he's like, this isn't weed. <laughs> yeah. you know, you let me show you my weed. Well, and he wait. calls a guy in his grow. He's like, hey, I need you to just pluck off a nug. Send me a, a picture of it right now. 2014, a grow. We won't... We'll get into that in a second. Yeah. yeah. Wait, but you jumped in. You were a dispensary in D.C. Yes. So you were in the cannabis industry before growth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So when did that start? Uh, they opened up their program. Applications accepted in 2011. And they had a, a scoring system. It wasn't a lottery, which made it a little bit tougher. But, um, yeah, it was granted it in 2012. And then we opened in 13. Were you in the <clears> cannabis <throat> industry before that? Not at okay, all. Okay, so 2012 was, 10 years is a long time. Sure, it so is, it seems. 2012, 2016, you, you got your dispensary in D.C., which is a, was medical, is that? It was medical. Yeah. It still is. It still is. It, actually, it's turning wreck as we speak. Okay. Yeah. Okay, then you met Matt. Yeah, Matt and I met. We hung out a couple of times He's over a couple of years. Yeah. We'll yeah. That. And what makes weed uh, mediocre? Like, what characteristics? He was selling. Okay, so in my defense, back then, the first, first of all, thing this is I the greatest product idea ever. Where the first thing I saw on the website was a tea package. 
and it was sticks and stems in a bag that they were selling for twenty dollars to Macomb's. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. It sticks was with a stems? tea set, like a tea kit. That's right. It was and it was desperation. <laughs> we were working with whatever we had. Listen, it was awesome. you've got to understand too. Awesome. This is the early days, which is probably not uncommon in most states, where we had days there was nothing for sale, so you had to close right. because you didn't. They ran out. You needed a partner like Matt. Oh, in well, so many ways. You know, but it was, I, I use that meeting as the formation of Growth Sciences because I actually needed him as much because we're at the, we, we met uh, at, at uh, the VIG in Arcadia, uh, in McCormick Ranch. Or was it Arcadia? No, it's it was, not so. Yeah. It was McCormick Ranch, right by where we lived. And uh, we I started drinking, and I was like, you know, whatever. I was a caregiver here. And... Uh, when I said, he's like, yeah, I got this, and I looked, I was like, well, I'll just ship you, and he just, the look of, like, he, he was just horrified, right? Like, I could just tell, like, the color left his body, and he was like, yeah. is this fucking <laughs> guy for, He's like, is this fucking guy like, for real? Like, he, like, <clears throat> it, you know, and I actually left that meeting, and I was like, is this guy for real? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, a, I knew he was for real, but it was more like, shit, dude. I didn't change, but, like, I was like, wow, there are people who are, who are doing this and doing this in a way that's a real business and it can be done because I knew Mike was cool. Like we had friend and like it, we had a fun time and, and all this, but he didn't talk to me for probably, I don't know, three months or four months after that meeting. And I just, and I, and I knew it. I, I, I told my wife, Emily, I was like, yeah, probably came on too strong. Bad play on my part. It just seems so easy. Like, and this was 2016. No, no, this was 2013. Oh, 2013. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, then we just started hanging out after that, and we had talked about doing stuff, but I was killing it as a caregiver here. Right. Um, you know, the whole thing, and, and Mike had his dispensary in D.C., and he was super active in that and, you know, all of that. So uh, it basically got formed after I got raided in 2016. You got raided in 2016? That's right. That's, that's actually right. where I first uh, heard about Growth Sciences was in, the, like, three years ago, the news article came out on you guys. Yeah, um, I mean, not you, but something uh, about it was six years ago. Six years ago, okay. Yeah, so I got so Arpaio a week before he was voted out, uh, did a raid on both of my facilities and did his newscast from the the raid. Wow, I forgot about that. Maybe I heard about uh, that in passing. Terrible mugshot. Great terrible, mugshot. terrible mugshot. Great mugshot. Like That'll be the next picture on the mug. I was gonna say that oh, should yeah. be like a. That's listen. The, I'll that use be a your California mugshot. mugshot a strain. From when I was younger. I will not use the the. It was an unfair mugshot. We have a whole line of mugs that's coming out, yeah. actually. That's a so. test run and a practice joke. Because during this time, you know, obviously the caregivers, and, you know, at this point, you probably know that I, I think our market structure, market structure sucks. I mean, it really does, and it's limiting innovation, competition, entrepreneurship, opportunity, and all these things. And I didn't, you know, it's been a, this last 10 years has been a giant lesson in economics for me. Um, but you were operating as a caregiver. You developed kind of like a legendary status. I mean, I mean you care, had like... Caregivers are legendary in their own mind. Yeah, so... I certainly was. Just wh like when did you start in, in cannabis? When did when was your origins? Um, I went down to Tucson in uh, August of 1997. Uh, I ran into someone uh, named Ian uh, Rockow, who's a good, dear friend of mine, and uh, who I just rekindled with 25 years later mm -hmm. uh saw he was back then you never showed a grow you didn't no one knew what you did mm -hmm. right you, you, it was just such a different reality 
but for whatever reason, he saw my love of cannabis and showed me into his closet, and he had a grow there, and 30 days later, I dropped out of school, moved. You were up here at ASU? I I was at U of A, actually, for about an hour. (laughs) Are you serious? What were you studying? I never went. I basically met him before school an hour. started. So it was like I, an incoming freshman? Yeah. Okay. And I was done. And I was just, Interesting. Just immediately into it. So I started growing then. Uh, then I uh, toured with Fish for a couple of years after that and had some pretty shitty times after that that we can spare. And yeah. basically uh, did Northern California. When did you uh, shift up to Northern California? Grow? Did you grow up there? Is that? Yeah, yeah 2003, 2008. 2003? Uh, 2007, actually. Yeah. So you're going to be a wildcat. <laughs> yeah, I won't acknowledge that because I did go back to school at ASU and I graduated from Okay. There. Years later. Trash, trash. No, listen. <laughs> we, could just, down. we could just spend this whole podcast talking about why Tucson, why U of A is not a real college. Oh, oh, we so why it's not a real school. Ouch. Like, I mean, family, family guy shot down ASU, so. That's right. I I, you know, after guy. I met Jake Plummer, I actually became a uh, ASU fan as well. I'm a wildcat at heart. But if that guy quarterbacked the what I refer to as like a gang school ASU, man, he is so cool. Have, have you guys chatted with that guy? He's that coming. He's coming to, on October twenty sixth. That's from my youth, so like I definitely know who it is. Yeah, you know he's coming to the meet October twenty sixth. Such a cool dude. Um, Your meet shit now is a rock concert. I appreciate that. We're doing. Well. It's not like a meeting event. I think it's fantastic, but it's a fucking rock. Well, concert. see, that's why we do these so people, zoo. you know, can get to know you guys in the comfort of their own home, and then come have a good time at Mita, interact with you, and then get to know you afterwards as well. You see what I'm saying? Because that that trying to keep people captive for like 15 minutes to talk about products and stuff is, is difficult. Mm-hmm. I think you should take heed in the fact that probably more dispensary sales have closed at the bar at Mita. That's true. Than That's like a- are being properly logged. Like I in know. the public release when they hit, you should get like a naming. We should that. have a gong. And you like know. thank you to Dimitri okay. for providing neutral ground for us to get through the absurdities both of I our attorneys that. are saying. I appreciate that. To get this deal closed so that Gross Sciences can't have a dispensary. And they can people can chat, you know, whatever it is that they're looking for. Cultivation deals, manufacturing deals, brands, you know, flowers, dispensaries, what it's licenses. It's, it's good, too, because all the hardworking people that aren't even owners can go and hang out and, yeah. and network as well. And there's a really solid crowd of people in the space. I mean, all the bud tenders, <clears throat> back office people, there's some radical folks here. And they all get to hang out at Mita. And it doesn't feel like there's a difference in, okay, who's a manager versus a bud tender versus an owner. Like, you're just in it. And and, and I, we appreciate all the love. Trying to unshackle here why the cult following. I mean, when people talk about you guys in this state, it's just like, you know, well, you guys are you're talking to. top five, always, always across the board. Never name, not including the top five. If they don't like you, you're number five. I think it's right. good to be... I think it's good to be first to something. Yeah. And, you know, what Mike and I took, and I'll say this, and then you should, you know, whatever it was for you, but we took, like, massive chances. I I always reference back to the original meetings we had at the building um, with buyers before we even had, like, plants in there and just being, I mean, legitimately, people, like, get up and leave laughing. That's the building over by the airport? Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. our, our current building that's turning into a rosin facility on. And that building started in what year? 
So we uh, got the keys in got, 17. Yeah, April okay. of 17, and we built it out the first 10,000 square feet immediately after. I don't know why I'm so concerned with dates. I just always like to put a frame of reference, but go ahead. Sure. Sorry. Yeah, no, it was. Uh, yeah, um, because I'm, I'm looking at 2008 when you finished up in California to 2017. Oh, uh, well, there's a whole other thing. I mean, I went to Denver after this and did some facilities there. Then I came, I came back to Arizona when it became legal. 2010, so like, 11. Yeah, right there is is was basically I knew I was going to set up shop here. This was my home, mm-hmm. and when I looked at how the laws were written, I'll just be very truthful with you. I saw the manipulation easily, but I didn't give a shit because those laws are absurd anyway. So <laughs> if I'm prepared to risk my life, right, which is what you're doing in essence in some ways, like with the law here, um, then I'm, you know. And this is absurd. What I'm saying is completely absurd. I, I get that. Yeah, Drug War uh, 2.0, Prohibition 2.0. I, I think it's the stupidest shit ever. But I, I saw that I could meander. You know, you have a caregiver, you get 12 plants, you have five patients, you have 60 plants. You know, I knew how to grow. I do very, very, very few things in life well, but, but growing is one of them. And I knew at one plant what I could produce with that. 1997 got, to 2000. That's 25 22. years later. And I have pretty much screwed up anything else I've ever been in. So it's got to be good at this or or we're really in trouble. <laughs> Mike's good at everything. So it's like a different scenario. Like yeah. he'll, he's going to go on to do just the craziest shit in the world. Well, he, he's, the, he's the business side, but he was also. No, it's a lot more. It's a, uh, yeah, Besides risk taking, what else did it take for you guys to get to the top? She's, I don't she's, nails, I think. Just, I'll tell you what. In there. Yeah. There's, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lack of creativity. I think in cannabis too. Um, I think people are sort of tethered to this idea. It's like the stigma still exists and you've got a lot of non-cannabis people that come into the space because by definition, who's got experience in cannabis? It's so young in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. Um, In fact, I was reading an announcement today where, you know, I won't name the company or the person, but it's like some big executive that just came from some huge retailer just gets named as, you know, a new leader at one of these, you know, multi-state operators. But I'm like, you know, there are a dime a dozen. Like, where's the press release that announces that, hey, we just pulled this grower out of Northern California who's never been heard of, but it's been doing it for decades, right? And just kills it, just grows fire all day, knows exactly what's going on. This person's going to change our company. You know, the the whole figurehead thing, I think, leads to like a diluted existence where these companies just, they don't really have a ton of character. They're all very similar. And um, I don't have the most bright personality like Matt does, but combined, I think we had like a ton of creativity ideas and we were just willing to talk to everybody. And that's another thing, right, is like the, the openness and the accessibility is such a key differentiator it's like, man, how do you guys get a cult following? I was like, well, we respond to them when they email us. We respond to them when they DM us. We respond to texts. We text them. They text us. We talk about their families. We don't even talk about weed all the time. And, you guys and are- it's like, oh, wow, that's not, yeah, everybody's look looks perplexed. Like we figured something, you know, out that was really difficult. Well, it's, you guys are like a mullet. Like all business in front, party in back, a perfect balance of both. You know, are you, you trying to find it. a plug no, for the, <laughs> the new stash? No, just, I'm uh, waiting for uh, it. It's, it's, like, it's like a balance of like an OG with soul from like you know 1997. Yeah, who has this long history, combined with good business. Um, are you the business? It's beyond that, it's both. Is yeah, that, it's he's in. It's so weird. So I think people see me a lot more 
I'm actually like glad I get because I never actually get to talk about this. So anything that comes out of like marketing, anything that we do, acquisition, anything spirited at Growth Sciences, it's always Mike and I. Mm-hmm. He was. We were talking this morning about an air conditioning unit in the cultivation at 43rd Ave, the new spot. Like we're in everything. So whether I'm talking to someone I know at a dispensary and working with him in sales, whether he is in the cultivation, talking to the team, you know, I think that's what put Grow Sciences on the map. It was our team, and it was how we were able to communicate to people to this day, and it's tougher now, but we, we still do it. We are in this to be really great for Arizona. We're not going to other states. We're hyper-focused here. We make an enormity amount of mistakes. That's how I've been my whole life, so don't expect changes there. But we are in this with them. When we make decisions, Mike and I go into a room and we go, what is this new product going to look like? And the first thing we address is, can we please get to every tier? Can we get to not just be a premium, but have a premium product and get everybody in the market able to enjoy it? And I think for 98% of Arizona, for whatever reason, maybe it's that harken back to the original counterculture of cannabis they know we're in this with them right they are mad when we screw up and they voice that and they i love when they do i love when they do um but they get it and then unfortunately as we got really big there's the two percent of people that just want to see this motherfucker burn to the ground and they say you know if you don't have haters it's it's what it is but uh are people just upset because you're big i think Imperfections, yeah, become the kind of thing that people want to exploit. So, yeah. oh, this jar. Let's take something simple. You have a dry gram of rosin, and it's like you talk shit about their mother. Yeah. <laughs> like, dude, this I is, let my haters this is see shit. my motivators. Been shit for a long time. Facts. You have ten <laughs> yeah. other people say, "Man, this is the you know." Yeah, but you have, ni- you have nineteen thousand <clears throat> positive reviews over. Five years and you have yeah. ten people. But I listen to the other ones. Yeah, we like Positive. it all. Well, you have to. You know, you have to. need someone to hold you accountable but sometimes. And here's the good you guys. That's exactly right. That's true. But here's this is what I always tell people: regardless whether you're going to be in this with us or not, mm-hmm. regardless whether you give up on us, regardless if you're that one DM a month where you're like, "Fuck you guys." Yeah. We're still going to be here for you. I yeah. promise. Yeah. Like this mission is never going to change. We haven't changed. We've been hardened. I would say that's the definition. Like, we've seen some crazy, crazy shit. And we've sat in the rooms with all the people that were, you know, supposedly the captains of industry. And I know I'm not the smartest person in the room. I'm comfortable with that. Mike's usually up there with them. But we walk out of these things, I'm like, man, you don't know shit. You want to know the beautiful part about our industry, though? Some of these bud tenders, right below frontline doctors and nurses... The hardest job is being a bud tender, well, because everyone's really grumpy. The market's inconsistent, us included. Prices make people grumpy when there's inconsistency, all this. The dispensary experience, mm-hmm. you know, is it unique or, or is there a lot of education? Do people even want education? I don't know. But I think there's a lot left to be discovered, you know, and gone into. But these bud tenders are... I meet them, the you know, when line. I tour. They That's are the it. most special. They're going to save this yeah. whole planet or die trying. No, I agree with you. And, and one, as you, you probably watched the transition in me over the years in this industry, and I've become a lot closer to the people than the money. 
And I think that's a very important uh, lesson that can be learned from this industry. And along those lines, if I can bring up, what what is this university stuff? Oh, this is so because cool. is it tied to the Bunter <clears throat> education? I, I really don't that's know. Exactly but what it is. Because well, I do you know can, what can it hold means? that up to you, the camera? You, yeah. Is that the poster? Do you know how to train yeah, bud tenders today? Is this is this something? This Talk is our this. so this is our this is our actual home. certificate. So when a bud tender completes the class, which is online, we'll give them a gift bag with a lot of different things. So so you have a and this a is bud one of the things we designed for them. So long story short, yeah. if you're not aware, to go train bud tenders means you have to get in a car, you've got to drive around to every store, you get crammed into like a break room that's, I don't know, maybe the size of this room, oftentimes. Sometimes you're in like an unfinished warehouse and you're just talking to whatever five to 15 people can take a break from their shift at that time, right? No one's coming in on their day off for this. And then you might do it back to back, like you'll be in a shift change. And all you do is you sit and you talk and Matt and I did it for a really long time, and now we have a really cool team that goes out and does it on our behalf most often. But the point is, is that at the end of that 15 minutes or 30 minutes, what does anybody retain, right? Even if we hand them, you know, materials and stuff, mm -hmm. it's really hard. And you don't touch everybody because there's, there's another 50 people that are going to work later that day or tomorrow who weren't even on shift that day. So there's no, there's no way to get real reach to educate people on what you do. So just like, you know, education period, uh, we just took it online. And so we built out, we're in the process of launching our own Growth Sciences University. It's 100% online. <clears throat> they can do it on their own time, which the stores and the companies like because right now they're getting trained on the company's dime, <clears throat> which doesn't sound crazy and it's not that crazy, but it's, it's like, hey, I've got people on staff. I, I can't put them in a hundred different brand education, you know, training sessions this month because every brand's trying to get out there. So, we'll launch this. Um, they'll complete. I think currently it's like ten to twelve chapters or sections. It goes through who we are, who's our family that we work with, a bunch of just savage killers. These guys are awesome. That's who you need to come see next, by the way. And it's totally free. Yeah, we're they, no, it's in fact beyond free. Yeah, they will enroll them. Any bud tender in the state can do it. And they'll complete the course. We'll quiz them throughout. Um, the course design is totally modern. It looks awesome. It's kind of a, um, it's like a digital version of our product booklet, if you haven't seen that. But, um, and then at the end, we'll survey, we'll get a couple things to know about them, what they like. And then we've got a gift bag. And in the gift bag, we got a, a, a custom-made bag for all the graduates. Wow. We have this certificate that'll be signed with their name matt and i'll sign it and Aww. we'll get them free product there'll be a bunch of other and not like cool brand, things yeah like it's legit it's it's gonna be when word gets out they're making a few hundred bucks basically yeah, yeah. in free stuff to complete this course it's, worth, it's valuable and to us that yeah. we talk directly to them. the goal is that when someone comes in and either asks about growth sciences or an employee at the dispensary is speaking about growth sciences, they actually can speak fluently to who we are and what we do. We can educate them on, and this has been just a key ingredient for our company since day one, like actually teach them how rosin is made. What's rosin? What's solventless? What are those words? 
Is it, you know, people say Rosen. You know, it's just all these things, this jargon that exists in our right. industry. It's not unique to cannabis, but in, in our industry, we have our own jargon. And it's confusing not only to consumers, but to a lot of employees, too, because mm-hmm. most people don't know how the weed is made. Yeah, what, that's what, a big what, question. What do you guys think about their university? I think that's that's great. People in the dispensaries, you know, the bud tenders are the front line, so people need to know what they're smoking. You know, like my, yeah. Rita, my what are your dad thoughts that's going to the dispensary needs to know what that rosin is. Yep. So and Grow Sciences, I'm a consumer myself. That Grow Sciences is one of the big brands at the dispensaries. So if the bud tender you're purchasing it from doesn't know about Grow Sciences, you know you're gonna be yeah. How do you sell it? Exactly. We say top five. <laughs> yeah, I find it very important because uh, as someone who isn't really a consumer, so to say, um, when you whenever you go to in a dispensary and for the first time, you're talking to bud tenders. You're getting advice from them. So if you know nothing, it's foreign to you. Like this is going to really help people that are like new consumers that yeah. like want to get sleep. And now they're going to get sleep because the bud tenders are like well informed on what products are. They're right the for trusted them. source. Yeah. And, but, Anyone can walk in from our moms to my younger brother, and they're going to ask, "What are you smoking?" Mm-hmm. These kids have it though. Bud tenders in Arizona, it's it's like the worst job. It really is. Like they get talked shit on. Surprised how little they get paid. It. Well, it's got to be up to That's a problem. Great, but that's like, a big yeah, problem to me. Sure. I talk to these guys. I, I talk to a lot from just a lot yeah. of different dispensaries, and I promise you, these people are super cool. Mm-hmm. Whatever we yeah. can do to help promote this, we ought to do an email blast about this. Mm-hmm. You know, there's. Definitely. I think too, it's, it's up to the bud tenders too. You know, at the end of the day, they gotta want to learn too educate themselves and you know talk to their their team that they're working with and be like hey guys you know we all gotta be educated on you know these products here um and of course the dispensary behind it whoever's you know behind them training them that <laughs> has to be Sorry, facilitated toast yeah. to the bud tenders yeah. Yeah. Bring yeah. Them yeah. In. Yeah, for sure yeah, no, <laughs> i took a whole shot serious so. yes so. Well, over there there. Can't, let's i can't hit, toast empty you want to serve everybody already sciences <laughs> Ari's in the house. Yeah. So these guys, here, listen, you can have this company. These guys are an extension of <laughs> our <laughs> team. No, they, they are. They're an extension yeah, of our company and our brand. Shot. They're an extension of every company. Yeah. yeah. Well, you were supposed to sit in 1942. You know, Matt, we were just at Thunderbird Me and Matt uh, are, University. are smoking. And at Thunderbird, they have this, like, what is that thing? Like this 3D imager? I don't even know what it's called. No, but you, you stand in the middle of it, and there's, like, 50, like, high-tech cameras. It's like a $10 million machine, and it takes this image of you, and you can teach. It takes – what is that the machine called, the, the Thunderbird? I'm technological. I don't know what it's called, but essentially, like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen any, like, superhero movies, like Marvel or anything like that. But it's that technology they use to make you an avatar and yes. have you move in a certain oh. motion. We can make you guys av- – they can make you guys avatars. It's yeah. like a $10 million a Photoshop machine. filter. And they're using they're, they're, use that. They're basically <laughs> trying to make it so that, like, education is not just viewing stuff <laughs> – like you're in there. Oh yeah. Because this is like we're talking like like um, the college of like management. So like people that are let's say like I want to do management in China. So they have like a simulation where you're talking to someone from China. So you're getting a feel for the way their mannerisms are, the way they move yeah. their eyes. Yeah. Like you know what I mean. So it Absolutely. feels like you're there, and that's like a different way of learning for for people with like certain learning disabilities. That's that's gonna definitely like help them. 
it, the whole augmented virtual reality changes everything, all industry. And, and if you haven't seen it yet, like what you're well, describing, one day there's going to be Matt teaching cannabis on augmented listen, virtual listen, reality. Listen, if it doesn't shave 80 pounds off my avatar, I'm out on Meta. No, we no, got you. I don't be, want any we, part of that. So, not unrelated to, to grow science is out. just a short thing in DC, right? Because I really harp on this whole that people don't know how the products are made, right? And that's just life. Like, how is anything made? People just, you know, we're all, we take for, for granted this world we live in, this country we live in. It's everything is at our service, He's right? getting philosophical on us. I well, like where this is going. The point is, I'm right, is that people don't, know, <laughs> people don't know the difference between good weed and bad weed, right? Good extracts and bad extracts. And it's like, you know, the stuff that we've been smoking on for years and years, hopefully everybody had some pretty good stuff, but there's no question you were smoking stuff that was just disgusting, right. you know, because... That's just how agriculture is, and there was no rules. It was just Unless wild. you were friends with Matt back but in 1997. Dude, I guarantee you. That <laughs> hey, right? Right? So we did, we did a mean, virtual reality thing in D.C. I had where we walked everybody through. through. Yeah, and we'll do it here. We need to do that. The, the VR of the grow. I'm no. out on technology. That's oh, no, VR like, is cool. But what you're saying, because that would be so cool. we, you know, one of the things we wish we, we could do is, like, bring the whole state. Every FA card, every DA, whoever, bring them through our facility and just show them. Because it's like anything. If you've ever been on a brewery tour or wine tour, you go to some manufacturing plant. You guys ever seen how cans are made? Probably not. It's like all this stuff is really interesting. And and you walk out of that and you have a totally different perception of, okay. I think we're reaching is. like a, a, on our email blasts, which are now at the 39,000, we're reaching about 25% of those card holders. Well, excuse me, 25% of the total FA cardholders is about 5,000. The rest are just people throughout the ecosphere of yeah. cannabis. I was going to so. say, I watch how it's made, so I've seen how cans are made. There you go. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. yeah. I haven't. So I've been to a facility. It's crazy. They should do, like, how it's made on, like, cannabis, though. Like, th that would Well, be the Cannacribs group, I think, does. Kind of what they're doing, they've probably guess, done so. the best job that I've seen mm -hmm. of getting <laughs> behind the scenes. Right. Um, That's true. They do. And, uh. And that's not to Bates say other people man. aren't doing it, but Bates cool. those guys—they're—they're cool they're very driven to do. They're, they're like-minded people. We love them. Have they done a can of cribs on your old facility? Yes, but yeah. not your new facility. Yes, on the old one. But I don't think we're probably going to do any more of that stuff unless it's really just about the team. I think that's kind of where. I was going to say that. that's that's our next Canterbury Tales. We'll uh, we'll do a podcast here and then be like, all right, we're tuned, we're going over to. To so and so at Grow Sciences Live yeah. in the Grow. Yeah. I've been asking people to do that for a few years, and it just seemingly has never happened Let's for do it, like yeah. a multitude of reasons. But you know, they, you know, I think they wanted to do a follow up on Can of Cribs or mm -hmm. something along those lines. But I think, I think our team has such amazing content in it. The people that work at Grow Sciences yeah. are fucking nuts. Yeah, we want. They get are truly a bunch of loons. And I would do. I'll, I'll know them all. The people that have been with me you know, three years and even some of the people who have been with me three days, like, I'll know them forever. Yeah, and that, totally. I mean, your, your old facility with all the paintings on the walls and stuff is, is pretty cool. Those and come I, from patients, I, the stuff down the cultivation hallways when you're there. Yeah, that's cool. Those, yeah. those decals that end up in the boxes, patients will send us drawings and, and the ones that we love, and then the team will say, this one was amazing. And, like, that's the famous story in that's so cool. the 40th Street Cultivation now is we put a... Someone sent us a sticker. We loved it. Then we put it on the wall as a huge decal. 
And we had someone, the day they got hired, we were doing the tour and walking them through. And she's like, that's my decal. Oh, that's Olivia. So special. That's Olivia's very cool. Olivia's in cultivation. Now she's unbelievable, and now she's moved over to 43rd Avenue. But, yeah, so she start, She that was our, like, connection. We all stood there, and we're like, you're kidding. And, you know, and like, that's and, my, my, my shit. You know, and, and that's the soul that you hopefully will never lose. And that's, that's, I mean, that is your competitive advantage. That is what people see. And, I mean, there are certain corporate dispensaries that have no soul. And you can see their... You know how they are but operating. It's, it's <laughs> almost not their fault because they they that's they're nice multi-state, <laughs> right? This is kind of what I was saying earlier. Is that it's it's like a what is the 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 headquarters in a Chicago or a New York or pick whatever city they're in has complete detachment from on the ground in a dispensary in any state. It's just that's just a fact of life. I don't even know how you avoid it. It's why we haven't done it. You know, we haven't gone to other places because we haven't figured out. Well, that's one of many reasons. But, but you know what? How we'll, do you bring to the other state what we have here? How did the people all know each other? And, yeah, and, and, if I'm around in my reality, right. you guys get bigger in Arizona and you export to the rest of the country. That'd be great. We need to get there. So I'm saying because that benefits Arizona. But here's the problem: that people here, this industry, right, has spent the last decades, right? It's it's really only been in flux, really, in the last ten years um <clears throat> give or take but it was such a high bar to get in right so you've had to from the zoning to find your property to just win a license right even if you're in a lottery you're still spending a fair amount of money to win a lottery right um in dc when i got into it i was under contract on a lease for like 15 months 14 months paying a lease with you know my other jobs income not knowing whether I was going to get a license. And then I won the license. I was like, wow, that was worth it. Because I had to have that in my application. It was mandatory that you had to show that you had a lease on a property. Right. That's crazy. The point being, extrapolate that into many more levels, that these companies have spent millions, if not billions, of dollars to get where they are in this regulatory environment, environment that is so tight you can't move. I mean, we're tracking seed to sale as if that's important. Jaguar right? 2.0, prohibition 2.0. Like some, you know, really, you know, contaminant chemical or something like whatever it is, something dangerous. Nuclear secrets. Right. And what happened is, is that over the last decade, all this money has been pumped in. And now everybody who's in. Is protecting themselves. Wants to protect it. And they I have to you. insulate because that regulatory environment that everyone hates Everyone hates it. Yes. Taxes, banking, no access to credit, tracking, everything. That's now the moat. This is why every consumer and patient moat. should buy from you guys to support your organization because you understand this is wrong. Yeah, and you can go into you can go into the associations today and say, "Listen, let's create more licenses, let's give more opportunities." Yeah. And just people are going to be like, "Would huh? you say though, like, why, why would we do levels. that? Why would we create more competition?" But it's also a city <clears throat> issue, which was fought by totally. the dispensaries. But, like, you know, you can't open these things anywhere. Like, if you have a spot, that's you can issue. open a dispensary. That's the industry protecting itself against social yeah. equity yeah, you licenses. Know what? And, and, and that's exactly what's embarrassing. As you hear these lobbyists and lawyers and industry members go to politicians and try to explain, you know, in the back rooms why there shouldn't be more dispensaries. It's not coming from prohibitionists. 
as much as it's coming from within the industry. And these people, I mean, honestly, they need to be exposed, but it's really hard because it happens in like little meetings with campaign contributions. I have to tell you, I don't think they would even look at this as exposed. I have to tell you, I think for many people, the argument of what Mike said, you know, I know independent operators here. I will not name them who feel this way. Yeah, but they have spent so many millions of dollars that they agree with the sentiment you're stating. We certainly agree. with uh, Yeah, I'll name one. Grow Sciences. We are a benefactor of the same things that I'm I'm talking about. So if I take my if I take my business hat off. And I put my civilian yeah. hat on or my I want to be in that industry. Look. I look at this and I say, how the hell do I get in? This is this is impossible. Um, oh, and so but the fact of the matter is the industry needs to be built around the patients and consumers and patients and consumers need to know where to take their money. And because you guys have the right ethos, it's important for them to take their money to you when they're at the dispensaries and et cetera. I mean, that's just a fact. The, you know, if, if you, you know, t- if you take you know, your money to the corporate cannabis that's going to be tried to excluding everyone. You're always going to have less product, less competition, higher prices. So let me just ask this question. So, like, there are definitely some other growers in Arizona in the system I'm in that I think are totally legit. They white label product to these dispensaries. I don't want to see them go out of business. Like, I actually think there's plenty of room. <laughs> so everyone's talked about all this canopy coming online and all the prices are plummeted. Da, 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 da. A lot of canopies come online. A lot of it's shit. It's like this bizarre level of shit. And it's hard because it's a shit's hard. Like, you know, I grew in houses. I get it. Yeah. I'm the one check any thread I've ever put on any message board ever. And I have said, if you are growing at home and your passion is into it, you're going to produce a better product than anyone can. Just like my buddy, Josh produces this amazing orange beer and is unbelievable. And he does it in his garage. And you can do it very small scale because there's only limited supply and time. So craft always wins. Our goal has always been let's get to craft and take it to that next level. That's what I always strive for. But those growers exist in here. I want them to be in in this. Like the more people like us that become successful in this, I think that's the win. That's the only time I'm ever thrown for a loop where it's like I see someone post a review and they're like, yeah, yeah, great. You know, fuck, grow sciences. My jar was dry you know, down with them. And I'm like, my dude, I don't know if you think everyone else is on your side. Regardless what you say to me, I'm always going to be on your side. Mike's always going to be on your side. But make sure you're rooting for the right people because there are people here, though, and besides GS. I mean, dude, there are brands that are out there doing great things and that want to do huge things. I could name them right now. I mean, they're they're awesome. And and, and, and you're a craft goer. You must be also in charge of quality control at Gross Sciences, and you're not going to let anything come out the door that you're not proud of. Yeah, it doesn't that's matter. Hard. It, it, Listen but, to me. Know, I, let me just state this unequivocally. I have failed at that. Okay, so. that's honest. We appreciate your frankness, but 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 the fact of the matter is, I mean, you're going to get bigger and bigger. I think I'm much better at it now. I think yeah. I'm much better at it now. But that exists. That's one thousand percent my fault. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you. We have a lot of responsibilities, and I have 67 people that work with me, and I want to make sure they have the best lives. So, you know, there are times when, you know, I'm, I'm in a pound, and I'm like, man, this is just really on, you know, the fence. 
and would I would I want to cure it for a little bit longer? And I can tell you right now, we make that decision right a lot of times. I've made that decision wrong plenty of times, and I hope I do it a lot less in the future. Um, and yeah, I'm in on quality control, but I can tell you right now, I'll hear from Mike. You know, he'll he'll you know walk into my office sometimes and with a jar, and he's like, "Are you being fucking serious?" Like, we don't put six nugs in a jar. And I'm like, you're right, we don't put six nugs in a jar. I hadn't even seen it yet, but he's right. I mean, it sounds that bad when you say it, but it's okay. And he keeps it very on it. We all say the same thing. We all do, because we're in this. Our packagers, we usually say it. Oh, my gosh. If the the flour that we send to trimming, like, isn't in the right place, there's nothing worse than a pissed-off trimmer. You know, and they're like, Matt. I Talk about t- the other hardest. Oh my job gosh! In the world. Oh, the hard. You know, Matt, are you being serious with this? Like really? Like really? Like, thanks, man. Thanks. You, you can watch trimmers go from trimming, you know, one to two pounds a day to trimming a quarter pound, yeah. <clears throat> and you can see the attitude adjust by the minute. <laughs> the demoralization. Demoralizing trimmers. And the worst for me is I know where it's going like this. So that's day one. On day, like, whatever, after it's cured, it's going to hit packaging. So I know. So then they get it. And then I've got Haley and Ashley in my ear. Like, Haley will just threaten to stab me with, like, a mail opener in the throat. <laughs> a mail opener. No, I mean, she's no joke. Like, these, yeah. so they're in it. Letter opener. I'm they're trying to think of what the mail opener is. It. Like, when shit goes down on them, they get offended by it. Like, they're in it with us. They, they... You know, they're in it with us. There's no question. They're blood, sweat, and tears. I have the best team on the planet. That's the one thing I conclusively know. Like, there is no question that I have the best team on the planet, and I would hope that after my people leave GS, they just become leaders in this enormous stuff because they have all the talent, drive, passion, and... Well, isn't that a big thing behind uh, Grow Sciences? Is, is, you know, everybody that kind of works with you is, is family. After after going through warfare, as I say, yeah. Well, but that's we, the right attitude. Yeah, what, what you're you saying is go through hell yeah. together to become family. You don't just start mm-hmm. working somewhere and you're their family. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that distinction, but no question. I mean, yeah. what do we and do? We're, we're definitely I'm not in out, everyone's I'm life. not trimming. I'm not packaging. No, that's awesome. Yeah, everybody's. I'm, I love that it shit. Though. I'll, I'll no, be honest. You, like you, that's kind of why I did this. Yeah, so. it's about people. It's about helping them I grow. Tell it's about you know. 43, you know, I'm married. My yeah. wife does very well for herself. Like, we have no kids, no dogs, no debts. We could have sold this thing a while ago. We're yeah. in this because we love this, and we're in this because we really wanted to do something crazy here. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever see us moving on before we have a retail dispensary, Phoenix, Tucson, Flagstaff. Really, Mike, providing that retail experience that I don't think anyone's doing today. Um, well, I'm hoping tough, you guys are going to be. Tough ass, though, FYI. I'm hoping that the retail outlets across the country are importing every state from your you guys five, ten years from now. As soon as we hit federal legalization, it would be nice to see like your product in such Can't demand. Can we just go direct to consumer at that point? I and really want... control the experience because if I could package and immediately over, so have the packaging apparatus finish at four o'clock. Our building's right. right next to the airport anyway, so there's like a five forty-five FedEx, the last FedEx. Do that priority. It's in someone's hands 10 a.m. the next morning. They can move it to their jar. All of a sudden, you are providing a craft experience. You're, you're 100% correct. And there's so much. Not that we've thought about a subscription. The manipulation. Service. I think, I think, I think the, the, the barrier to the, my only bet 
to drop the barriers that prevent us from doing what he just described is you have to see federal rules change right. in order for maybe the existing businesses and companies to sign up for that. Because right now, you wouldn't yeah. want anybody to interstate trade. Copper State, right? Great example. We love those guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Huge farm. Those guys could supply a massive chunk of the Southwest. Well, that's who's going to make Period. Yeah. And so if you're not Copper State and you've got a farm and you're growing, you know, in greenhouse, but you can't grow it for 100 a pound, 200 a pound, or whatever the number is, <clears throat> Copper State is going to ship it into your market and you're done. And so what has to happen, I think there's got to be, you got to pull two levers. One is that you've got to get the, the IRS tax regime out of the way. And we won't have to go down that rabbit hole, but... For everybody listening, just know that we're basically double, triple taxed in cannabis because we can't deduct things. Um, You've got to get banking available, just good old-fashioned credit, right, loans, things like that. Um, You make that available, you move those barriers out of the way, then all of a sudden maybe there'd be an interest to say, all right, let's let more people in. Let's allow for direct-to-consumer, let's allow for interstate trade because they'd say that's the give and the take of it, right? But... Whatever. There's a reason that it hasn't changed federally. Although, whatever, Biden's announcement last week. Yeah. I'm just a little concerned about the manipulation that goes on behind the scenes. You know, the patients and the consumers Only want a little bit of manipulation. direct, con- direct to consumer, just like you're saying. You know, and, and it slides. It's a slide. You're trying to open it, but it slides. Yeah. See, I've spent the last 30 it's minutes trying resistant. to open this thing. I just saw you it. Child. I just saw it go down. I no. So it's a yeah. coffin. It's a coffin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry. There you I go. I should have jumped in on this with you previously. No, 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 no. I, we haven't got to your products yet. We're, we, we were getting to this. This is next. But you already answered um, one of the questions was I was I wanted to move into where you guys are at now. Uh, and you guys, how many employees you have, the status. You guys are in the new facility. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it's, it's open. We're flowering right now. We now have more than doubled our canopy flowering already. And in the next about five to seven days, Grow Sciences will have quadrupled uh, what we have online. But there's a lot that's going into that and, and where it's going. And, you know, we're, I'd like to think that, you know, when we dropped prepackaged flour in 2018, you know, it kind of halted that race to the bottom and kind of redefined things and allowed a lot of other brands to come in, which I think is, is awesome. And we definitely wanted that. We always said in the beginning, like, this is going to get better and better as more people jump into it. Um, but now, as the market has settled six years from when we founded this, and, and now it, it's different. I have to deal with the reality. So, um, you know, like whether or not that you or we or whoever likes who owns the dispensaries and, you know, or how they're run or anything, this is who's here. They're certainly not leaving. So, now I need to make sure, well, what's best for my patients and customers in Arizona? How do I navigate that system to where it's what's best for them? And I call that GS 2.0. That's how we kind of reference it in ours, which is why we acquired the new, the new spot. Just came online. Um, we're about three weeks into flowering on the first room. And this is going to allow us to hopefully reinvent everything on a quality level addressing everything. Um, are we good to talk about the cartridges and stuff like that? Run it. 
you want to talk about your so well but they haven't released them to the public yet you know so yeah so we're not this isn't going to be happening till till mid-december and that's if everything goes to plan which in cannabis it quite simply never happens right um no one wants to tell you that but it's it's a 100 percent truth that if you plan on december one act as if it's february 15th of the following year so Mm -hmm. uh and that's okay that's what we all go through so Mm -hmm. not a big deal but we're we're shooting for a mid-december launch and I've kind of looked at the cartridge market, and I've said, all right, we can do better. So we've been pheno hunting at Grow Sciences for every day that we've been in business. And we have found a lot of different cultivars and all these different things, and now we know how to utilize them. So we're going to be dropping a live resin cartridge. It's going to be priced at or better than the distillate cartridges. Nice. Okay. So we're coming in to basically say there's just no need for distillate anymore. Let's just switch to live resin and get a true broad spectrum. We're not making it any different. This isn't a less premium product. Mm-hmm. I have the best, what I consider to be the less, the best lab director coming into Grow Sciences to run this project. And we've built out a state-of-the-art facility at our new building. It is going to be our flower, which is grown for this, tailored to this premium Mm -hmm. but it's going to be at this absurdly affordable price we're going to do that in cartridges we're going to do a diamonds and sauce live resin a premium product at that same pricing so we're going to come in and 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 disrupt on the quality level i want to hear destiny's thoughts on this no i i'm loving i mean distillates are you know there's there's two different kind of uh, consumers in the market, you know, not two, but I mean, there's there's multiple different kind of. There's people that are educated on the product that they are they're smoking, um, like like there's the brands that um, you know that push out those pre rolls that are that are trim. There's the brands that push out the pre rolls that are are nugs and stuff. So it's awesome. I was just reading that here that says oh man rosin roll cannabis plus rosin. So can we? So there's a, a girl that that works with me at GS. It really works with Mike and I, Mike for Mike personally, but named Story who helps with our design. And leads. Yeah. So first off, I I mean, just look at, look at the other package too, Dimitri, like not the mug, (laughs) the rosin roll five pack, like over here, it's right behind your, there you go. Oh, here you go. I mean, this is the coolest shit on the planet. If it wasn't, I wouldn't say it, but, I won't even bother trying to open it. I'm useless. <laughs> yeah, so this is a five-pack of minis. I got it. So totally infused. So how we're doing this is the following. This is our nugs. The same exact flower that we... That's that's up on my wall in my dungeon. I want to know what's the reason behind the slots. Oh, you're wondering why on the private plane they allowed to paint cannabis leaves on the wall. Like who thought of the concept of a sloth? And why? So Anything a, creative is Mike. We have a, we have well story, and then we have another girl, story. this girl Lindsay, who's been a friend of ours for a long time. She's a really good just illustrator artist. Pretty much any idea that comes to mind from anyone, we'll call her up and have her draw it. Yeah. So the sloth, we posted the sloth. We did a voting online. It was voted that the sloth's name would be Chillmore. Chillmore. The, the flight attendant is Gamora. And they're like an unofficial mascot. You know? I let you describe yeah. it. I just, I love it. But I love the, this. Art, you I know, love when we get creative. He always creative. does look like he's just chilling, too. Yeah. So this is what I mean when I said creative. Oh, this is smart. I like this how this is in here. 
Yeah, so the dupe tube is basically if you only burn half of one, Very you smart. don't ruin the whole five pack. Yeah. With a, you know, half burnt joint, which oh. I've done numerous times. Right. You can, or if you just want to take, take it with you, yeah. I swallow it. Pack, so right? this avoids so, me swallowing the joint now at the end. <laughs> but that's, that's when I say there's a lack of creativity. That's the end of it. Um, you know, not to, to be one of a million people that shout out to the late Steve Jobs, but if you read his biography, right, like one of the things I learned from that single book was just the attention to detail that goes inside and out. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people don't practice that. And um, and we sit, and Matt, I consider to be, he's in charge of all product. He's the chief cannabis officer, in my opinion. Um, <clears throat> and that, I think, is the coolest title on the planet. No, he hasn't adopted it yet. But he, he runs officer. all product, right? And we have a team that can deliver on okay. what we want to do. And then that allows my side of the organization to come in and design really fantastic and creative, fun packaging. Mm-hmm. We want everybody, when they open it, to just be delighted. That's really it. Not just with the, the, the product itself, but everything that, that it's wrapped in. I can open this one. Yeah, there you go. I was going to yeah. ask you if you can walk <laughs> me through the phenotype testing. Like, how do you guys go through that? So like, it's super process? scientific. Actually, it's not. It's definitely <laughs> So here's what happens. <laughs> People at uh, the facility, and mostly myself, will scour. We're kind of like seed assholes. We're always looking for new seeds, mm-hmm. always out there trying to check stuff out. Um, and we'll just acquire them and, and bring them in. And, and, you know, we have to do everything above board, which requires all this different you know, stuff, right? But once we have about 1,000 seeds, mm-hmm. that means we're going to take a room offline at the facility and we're going to run them in there. Because what happens is... You crack a thousand, nine fifty, nine sixty will crack if things go right. Of that nine fifty, only half will be female. That's just the reality, right? So we pre-sex all those. So we have a quality engineer named Michaela who will go through and literally take a sample from every single phenotype. We send it to the lab. They tell us if it's male or female. If it's male, we throw it away. Well, that's changing actually because we're going to be doing our own breeding here shortly. So we'll start keeping okay. the males, but I'll get into that later. Unshackled. Um, what did you say? Unshackled. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> then we'll have the seeds. They'll go into the room, and then we'll spend the first 21 days tracking stretch because that's when the stretch comes to an end. So we'll mark it as a short plant, a tall plant, a medium plant. If we miss anything in those first three days when we flip and it's a male, we'll get it out. Um, and then we'll just go through the process, and basically everyone in the building, everyone in the building has an opinion, and they go in. And they go, winner, not winner. Um, we've run entire rooms and gotten nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, we've run rooms and gotten five. Uh, it's crazy. You know, you don't, you never know what's in it. It's like demoralizing. And what makes a winner, it. like, truly? Taste, smell, everything. Mm-hmm. It just has to be this, this total gambit. And some stuff, you know, when we knew we were going to make the live resin cartridge, because our rosin cartridge, I think, is it's what I smoke on a 90% basis. Right, that's what I smoke. I love it. We spent a year developing it. It's gonna get better from here, but like I think it's a phenomenal product. That's what I smoke. But can everyone afford a fifty five dollar cartridge? Okay, so two things have to happen. Once we have to get better at it and lower the price. Mm-hmm. So that's step one. We'll do that. Make it easier. We're on it. Mm-hmm. But but it'll never be twenty dollars, twenty five dollars in that sense, right? Where people are buying five for a hundred cartridges and whatnot. I, I want my people to go in, no matter what the experience, and leave with fire, 
so that when they go to whatever state they're going to, you know, enough with California. I want them to leave Arizona, be like, man, I rolled out with these cartridges. I paid 100 bucks. I got five. These are fucking insane. These are pretty fire, yeah. Because we make an insane cartridge. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want. For, I want the same with the dabble. Mm-hmm. You know, not is everyone going to afford rosin? I mean, that's not the reality we live in. I wish it was. Let me know how we get there. I'll be your number one proponent. Let me know how we get everyone <laughs> to afford that. Let me know what I can do, and I'll go through the gates of hell to get everyone on the same page. Pay for a nice lobbyist. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, well, I would lose it all. You know, but, uh, lobbyists usually pay, are get paid to protect markets, not enhance them. So, <laughs> But that's going to change. You know, here's the deal. We're in the last bastions of all what our parents and, you know, the greatest generation, the baby boomer generation, like the kids today, they're not going to, they're going to be so different than we are. This is all going to fall apart. I, I can promise <laughs> you. I mean, they care about each other. Uh, they know the system is entirely rigged against them. They just get reminded of that on a monthly basis. And when they start to get into power, which is coming soon, you know, they'll, they'll start to go into that. I think you're going to see some radical changes. I'm totally on board. I don't even understand half the shit going on. Yeah. And I just, I tell all the people, you know, that are 21 to 26, just tell me what to do and I'm with you guys. You so know, I'm always confused a, about, you know, the way some individuals look at the cannabis industry and they don't respect <clears throat> people and their opportunity and their options and their choice. You know, and, and even in Arizona, we have 20,000 cannabis industry FA card holders. Mm-hmm. And there are certain individuals that will actively manipulate to make sure that those people never have a chance to explore their own, you know, uh, ideas. Got to overcome, man. And, and, and that's just wrong. I don't care. You know, it's just, it's just that's not in every right. industry. I assure you, if you want to go open up a commercial orange grove anywhere near Florida, I wish you the best of luck. There's people that own that that. air spacing out there. (laughs) It's in every industry. What you have to do is claw, scratch. You've got to overcome. Right. There's a way to accomplish anything. I founded this company with Mike going into criminal fucking charges. Like, you have to get up. You got to overcome. You got to ask your friends for help. And we have to stop this thing in cannabis. And maybe it's everything, but like, hey, man, hook me up. You know, I'm your buddy. Like, mm-hmm. nah, dude, you should want to pay me double. Support your friend's business. Not me personally, yeah. but like, yeah. if someone's on the, like, coming up in a new grow, True. dude, don't ask for free. Fucking go there and be like, dude, I hope you make it. Like, let me yeah. support you in this. Let me buy a yeah. Lot of that. Like, yeah. we got to stop being so hard on each other. Like, this mm-hmm. industry is just how do I kick the shit out of the guy next to me? And it's, and, and everyone's just mm-hmm. completely full of shit, us included. But I mean, it is crazy you're, you're, out you're, there. You talk about hop latent viroid to people, you know, I'm out there. I'm like, man, we got taken out in 2021. We did, 2021. Yeah. We just had our fucking teeth kicked in. <laughs> I mean, almost start to finish. And we came out of it strong because of our team, but like almost just start to finish had our teeth kicked in. And I go out there, I'm telling all these people and, no, no, hop late and fire no. And I'm like, oh, man, I got taken out. Second, you, you're you honest with it. Oh, dude, I'm still in it. Like, <laughs> what did you do? Like, I'm fucking da 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 it's like, it's like, why don't we all just ease up on each other and just come out and say this stuff? But that's not the reality. I'm okay with that, and, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, cooperation would go a long way. Yeah. I mean, it's like, holy shit. Like, I don't... What does that cooperation mean, though? I mean, I'm just getting... Like, it means we deal with the reality when and help that is. When, right? Here's the deal. It's... If anyone should be pissed off, 
about corporations owning the show. I promise you it's me. Right. I promise you it's me. Yeah. At a certain point, we get a lot more done. Like, let's get butt tender pay escalated. Let's let's figure out how to get the brands that are about Arizona, Sonoran Roots, Hash Paddler, Canamo, Grow Sciences, Alien Labs. I know I'm missing some really big this, ones. This like, happens when those regulatory things ease up. Like, because the cost of regulatory is so extreme right. for every business from the federal level to the state level. We have to pay yeah. people to count plants in a room too often. And and for what? Right? Because if like, a, and, and you, when you cut down a plant, you're supposed to you. pour alcohol into the pot. This is, into the insane. pot. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Bleach, right? You could say that to anyone, layman or professional, and they'd be like, I don't understand. What am I pouring alcohol into a pot for? Because the rules said that. Because the stigma is alive and well today. <clears throat> it was certainly really hard, as we know, when these things first started. And the path to wreck was medical. Okay, the sky didn't fall. Let's go legal. But what hasn't happened in that progress is actual progress in the um, easing of all the controls and that, okay, wait, this isn't a cartel driven business. Right. And among all the other things people are scared of, there's not gun robbery, you know, there's not robbery at gunpoint in all these different facilities and retail spaces. Um, I mean, the list goes on. However, as we draft rules for what the next, you know, <laughs> chapter of the industry looks like in an existing state that has it or a new state that's trying to bring it on, like, we're still using rules from 10 years ago. Right. Yeah, it's right. like, wait a minute. Haven't you seen that there's 30 ago. other states that <clears throat> have no problems that you guys are concerned about? Maybe somebody would say, oh, we don't have problems because all those rules are there. No, That's not I, why. I agree. I agree. And the they thing do I really, it to make money. Right. Well, Housing's the same No, they way, do it. Man. No, I think I think it's money, but it's also to get the vote. Right? It's the sort of middle of the aisle. Money okay, let's keep it strict so that well, the people but, who hate it but, vote for it. But and just what bothers me is when I see members of this industry, people who call themselves cannabis industry members, that are pushing for prohibitionist like heavy regulation. Like what specifically? When do you say that? Well, like, like limited licensing is, is a good example. Oh, yeah. or, that's you know, this that, tough that, one. That's a big one. Yeah, it's a tough. You one. You know, when though. people like walk into, uh, you know, or, or for example, there was an MSO who recently uh, said publicly at a forum, uh, we need to slow down federal legalization. So that we can figure out how to adjust our business model. Ooh. What? Yeah, it's very disruptive. What? This is what I'm saying. Since when? Since when is that in the best interest of the people? It's the moat. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. This well, it's the interest of the business. It was broken before. It's like tough to fix something that's double broken. That's. But it's weird because once again, I'm going to say this: if anyone should be pissed, I should be. But like, because my life has been taken by cannabis. Yeah. I wouldn't change a thing, but the amount of felonies and and charges and raids and. Life-ending things like where you you know you tell your spouse, "Hey, we're gonna pick up and move. Like we gotta leave." Type of stuff. So, yeah. but but cannabis did save. But cannabis <laughs> did save my life. So I owe it enough to acknowledge the realities. And I know owners today. I mean, I'll call out Sticky Sawara, Scott over there, giving opportunities to people to build their own businesses under his license. So Mass Hash Paddler, he's making a big name for himself in, in rosin. Nice. First off, he's just an amazing guy. He's like a brother, but like, you know, he's under Scott over there at Sticky Saguaro, giving mm -hmm. him an opportunity when they'll have his team loves it there. You know, all these different things. He's invested tons, dude. Tons. If tomorrow five stores opened up next to him and that experience came to an end for not only him, 
but his team that has been with him for years. Is that what's in the best interest of everyone? Is homogenization it? The answer is I don't know because right. I, I don't know. But there is sides to this where you go, I mean, dude, I've signed guarantees on debt that exclude me from going to bankruptcy court. Like this shit will fall. You know what our terms That's crazy. are that we take from people. There's no one wa- who wants to loan money to cannabis, and I yeah. won't dilute our equity because we need to control this company's future. Yeah, I'm not going to allow anyone to control it, but Mike and I. So, you know, you take on debt at crazy terms. You know how this is. You're in these deals. So, you know, but what do we do? We wanted to expand, right? We've well, had a couple good deals together. Phenomenal. No, you're one of the good operators here, which is why I would sit here and have this with you. Yeah. But, there has to be the acknowledgement of these realities that people yeah. have invested tons of money. How do we get them covered? This, you know, I don't know how. And, I'm and not smart know, enough to no, figure that and out. And maybe there is no answer, but all, all I know is You're that... You're pissed about the companies that suck. No, all I know is at this point in my life, you know, like Ari is, is here with Mita, and she's starting her own brand, and the obstacles that she has to overcome... What are you starting? That, oh, she, like what? Like flour or constant? I'm going to start with cartridges, uh, cartridges and diamonds. She, she's she's not mic'd up, so probably people can't hear her. But she's starting her own cannabis line. But Props you know, you. what frustrates me is is when you have young entrepreneurs, <laughs> you have people that want to get involved in the industry, and the barriers to entry are government barriers and licensing barriers. And to me, you know, I think uh, Ronald Reagan said this best. Um, you know, there was a Cuban refugee uh, that came to the United States and there was some American who was complaining about uh, communism and stuff. And if America isn't the last bastion of freedom, a free enterprise of choice, of free will of an individual taking their skills their knowledge, their resources. And a lot of people don't have capital and doing something. What is, where, where do you go? That, that guy came from Cuba, the United States. Where do we go to find our dreams? Where do the streets have no name? And, and I don't want a government I don't want a system set up, whether it's in cannabis or anything else, that's restrictive of, of her dreams. That's just me pie in the sky but bullshit. But you're in that now. Well, I know, but I don't the like it. The time to fix that is like 15 years ago I, I, when I, we I, started going off the rails. I mean, well, you're talking about free. I mean, well, we, but, but, but economically, I, I, we are not the freest country to n- operate. No, but but like in the cannabis industry or, 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 or licensing, like, for example, if you wanted to grow an orange in Arizona, you could grow some origins. You could go start a farmer's market. You know, and, and, and to me personally, it's just a philosophical outlook that I've come across, my libertarian spirit. That's where that's where I wanna that's the legacy I wanna leave behind. And 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 the cannabis industry and you know me, I started as a limit limited licensing nut. I double down on limited licensing. I'm like, okay, there should be no new licenses after medical into adult well, use. Well, they should let the social equities open. Well, the social equities was a small thing. What all, a fucking all, disaster. All I was asking for was a small thing in there. Are but, you going to be advocating on that stuff? Yeah. We're coming back. Usually well, you need to focus on that. That's a, you realize that's a catastrophe waiting to happen. We're, we, we, they we're, have to open by October. Of next year, if you yeah. have a, I don't know when this is airing, but yeah. like, no, this whoever is listening to me, please heed these words. Speaking to my dude Abel, too, who I know has a social equity license. For the love of God, do not play with the Department of Health. Go to any shithole town in this state and get your license open. Please, for the love of God. There are a lot of people who think that'll get... I hope it gets moved, yeah, but I wouldn't play it around. Like, please but it, you know, get and, those and, and, open, and if you're not going to yeah. open them, sell them. But, and, and, and I agree with you, but like, you know... Take and, your and, money and run. It's I, life-changing. <laughs> 
don't feel bad about it. It doesn't matter. The people that are mad at you are full yeah. of shit. I tell people to take them out of here. But we had 4,000 people look into participating in the cannabis industry in the social equity program. And all I know is that like 1,200 of them, 1,300 of them applied. You know, they paid the fee. They got partners to invest in them. And 26 won. What that means is that the hopes and dreams of 1,100 people, perhaps 4,000, were left on the sidewalk. And to me, I mean... Cannabis industry, no cannabis industry, with no refund. I'm, I'm I'm not okay with that, right? Because uh, I care about people, the people that that are out there, and I know you guys care about people too, and it's a tough thing to wrestle with. But you think it should have just been refunded if they didn't win? No, I think, I think they that's should. fair. Yeah, that's what fair. are you? Where, where, sorry, what your conclusions were? I, I think they should have all been allowed licenses, but that's not the, lo- the law. Well, here and then, what, what I a think lot a of lot people, of the people that applied weren't people who had been right. No, I'm just I'm just saying no, but I mean even the social equity program in and of itself is limiting. So if you yeah. qualify, I'm just a free market guy. Investors. If 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 th- here's a story that hasn't made a lot of headlines, although a lot of people, of course, know it, um, but I don't think it's been loud enough. The rules that restrict the social equity licenses from being in municipalities like Phoenix and many elsewhere were passed before the legalization vote happened in November of 20. The, those municipalities were teeing themselves up to make sure that if it passed, if the, if the rule passed for recreational, which is what drove the social equity licenses forward, that they wouldn't be able to open in these metropolitan areas. Yeah, I mean... Gotta help our guys. Talk about planning ahead, right? And everybody who applied for those licenses, most of them had no idea. And I will give credit to the Department of Health and the training that they did. I don't know if you guys watched that. But it was yeah, like no. this 48-hour yeah. boot camp that, you know, anybody getting through two yeah, days of, I, I of lessons is pretty it. tough. I'll yes, tell you what, that's though, right. There was some terrible was phenomenal. advice given in that. Terrible but there, there, sure, strange. when is there not? But there was a lot of really good stuff, but also complicated, right? From zoning to business to, like, right. contracts and stuff. Like, there was important yes. things there that I thought was a really good look for the whole thing. Um, I think that support needs to be extended into today. Well, who's the woman? Did you guys see the article? There's... Um, Man, she just had it. Just came out this week. Alicia What's the Arizona Mirror. Yes, deals. Alicia. Yeah, deals. Yeah, yeah. She's a badass. Yeah. So I haven't met her, Tighter. but I saw her name. I emailed her through. Introduce you guys. I, I should introduce I was just you guys. Gonna say, I, I, I feel literally... like I've talked to her. Oh, maybe you, if you have, I should know because I sent her an email. I was like, "Listen, any help you need, free of charge. Like I'm not here to make yeah. anything off of you. I've been in your shoes to some degree, but her family background and how the effects on her and." You, the candidates that we applied with, oh my God, their stories no, she's are heart wrenching. Cool. Like all these people deserve a chance. I, I do want to just say though, real quick, mm-hmm. some of the advice given on this thing, I, and, and let them come at me personally. This isn't a gross science. Oh, come at me, you. If you can get <laughs> your license sold for eight million, fucking do it. I agree. Please do not be crazy. No one is telling you the truth about what it takes to really open these things. The dilution of equity you're going to have to take to take on capital, mm-hmm. the debt you're going to have to raise, or 280e taxes and compass, the race to the bottom you're going to fight to open the spot to get new customers, the fight you're going to have with the municipalities to open, the real estate you're going to have to acquire, the money you're going to have to put into the building, the brand relationships you're going to have to build, all these different things, okay? $8 million after taxes puts about $5.4 million in your bank. For the love of God. Go take out rolling CDs, live off 240 grand a year tax free, and have the be- that's generational wealth. What's your fee? Not be foolish. 
That's no, free. I, I, it, you it know what? But, make you but, a bad person for cashing in on a lottery uh, but ticket. I agree. That's agree. bullshit. I just like you. you, and I would say like me myself, there's plenty of people that will hear that. They'll completely agree, <clears throat> but they're not going to do it. And they're going to, and Let she's one of them, which choice. is what I thought Let was really compelling. Well, no, they have the right She's one of those people. She wants to. She wants to make a difference, and she knows she can't make a difference that way. Or she feels she can make a better difference in uh, yeah, but, but in the trying truth to matter. But she's prepared for what's coming. I think like, so. She she's done. Yeah. Her, that's a person who's done the research. A lot of people, you know, that won these certainly not aware of all the. I mean, the, the hurdles. Yeah, we're having these discussions right. with people, yeah. and they yes. go, "What do you mean we can't open in Phoenix? What are you talking? About? They don't they don't read the they newspaper. Like they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, oh, you haven't gotten the bad news yet. Okay, like." You can open this in about eight percent of the entire state, and it's three hours. Like, and, and it's you, a total. It's a total scam. Okay, they and they have a piece of paper that's worth eight million dollars now. That's kind of the market right now. I think there's it's no, about to go down a million yeah, a month. And there's no guarantee that you're ever going to have a piece of paper worth that much again. You know, and 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 it things will pure change. Stigma that they should hold, like, and that was my issue with the training. Mike, everything Mike said is 100 true. That training was fantastic, but someone did come on that and said, "People are going to come and offer you money for the license. This is intergenerational wealth. Hold on to it. Hold on to it. That is ghastly advice." Yeah, yeah. that was when the market was yeah. On there's fire. a lot of operators today that have not made millions of dollars. If you can stress oh, most. free, most of them. yeah, most. If you can stress free pocket lifetime money, you won. Absolutely. Don't I, go I into this to be a billionaire. It is not going to happen today. Truly, yeah. will sell to Constellation Brands for a couple billion. Probably not your social equity license. And FYI, that's okay. And, and unless Take the win, that's yeah. a W. And you know, some of them are like you. They have this, you know, uh, life experience and expertise. This is what you're good at. This is what I love. So I want to do it no matter what. Yeah. It's so that's passion, the kind of thing. Like even if they the sold, they would it. still want to so do it because like they're like you. That's who we've been searching out. So I'm not a grower. We but need we need the rules to change so that you can open a dispensary in Phoenix. Yeah. But basically, what we have had conversations with social equity holders is, I would love to partner with one that wants to be in this. I've actually met the guy I want to partner with. I just don't have a location to put it. But yeah, um, and I hope that he murders it. Uh, but uh, well, I have like three more that I'm gonna send you. Your no, way. I'm just saying like this is we want to <laughs> yeah. do a deal where they're help in it with us because a grow sciences dispensary, even though I'll have very little to do with you know other than being inside, making sure our patients feel like I know I want them to feel. You can, be the, you can be the director of oh, First Impressions. There you go. Direct, he's got so, another title that's now. That's the title. What's, what's <laughs> Chief oh, Cannabis Officer? Sorry, director, finish your no. I'll tell you. Chief we'll Cannabis have, Officer, we'll have, Director of First Impressions. We want to make a dispensary built for patients. That is truly a game-changer experience. We have big yeah, plans. Yeah, you, you have two directors, maybe three, of First Impressions. All they do is greet you and make you feel good at the door. You got one for senior citizens, middle-aged. Yeah. And yeah, and I appreciate my mom doesn't feel comfortable at a single dispensary. Yeah, so I need to build the experience. So like, my mom's been anti-cannabis her whole life, like super, like kicked out of my house over cannabis right. type situation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, not until her very, you know, I lost my dad a couple of years ago, and she was having trouble sleeping, and uh, my wife was like, Jane, eat half of this and. Just get back to me. Shut up. It was really like that. I mean, it was really coming to those levels, you know. So, uh, you know, whatever. But- so my mom ate half a rosin gummy, and um, to this day, we'll get anxiety if her jar is running low. 
Oh my I gosh. have to go, you know, to the dispensary, pick them up and drop them off for her. But I feel like if I could get that experience to everybody in that age group, yeah. I have a message I'd love to say and I'd love to hear from them. I don't talk to, I don't have, I don't, what are, what are they thinking? Where are we at? Like, I'd love to hear where their thoughts are. Cause you got to remember all the programming of that age group I'm trying to talk to mm-hmm. has had like. Bad programming, just mm-hmm. like I did growing up. Absolutely, I, mean, I was taught the four just say no, Nancy, Nancy Reagan. Reagan. Fried you know, bread. You're supposed to have Jeez. four servings of potatoes, pasta, milk. <laughs> you know about Remember six. The four yeah. Food yeah, no, groups? I agree. Like, that's what we, we I'm learned like in school. Visualizing so it. Their their programming was pot is, you know, shit, and that's you know rooted in a lot of racist shit. I, I, you know, I, I, brandy was for rich white people. And I, no, I agree with you. I agree with you. The rest is pretty much history. So we should be breaking that to 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 move forward on this. But they're in, like. It's funny, as people get older, they all of a sudden start to discover, like, fuck it, what do I got to lose? Let's try something. Now, that doesn't mean that they want to eat a quarter of mushrooms. That's bad. Oh, we got to start talking about mushrooms. Yeah, let's do it. You know, I took these two into the mountains of 12 other people to do mushrooms in August. Ari and Destiny. You guys should. Mushrooms are a thing. We're doing another trip in February. You guys should come. Put me on that invite. You know, the Mushroom Industry Trade Association. Well, you know, it's a thing. I keep thinking to myself, we got to cut him off because he's giving away trade secrets. He's too open. He's too transparent. He's like, it's great. This he's unshackling it. But that's your success. But everyone knows this anyway. People love you because of this. this, You just laid out the things people are afraid to say. People should pay for this like podcast. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, no one owns this shit. That's no, no, it's free. Problem but the, with but, but we no both one get, owns cannabis. But you and I, I mean, you know, our, that's the issue. Our, our souls are in these projects. Yeah, we want to give it away. We want to educate. We want to teach. We want to share, and 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 that's what it's about. If you Mike know? and I don't get to do the retail experience, like if we don't get that chance to work our asses off for people in that regard, we're gonna feel like we left something on the table. So I get all that. Is it is a is a DC place still open or? Oh yeah, it's open. Oh yeah, is, are you still part of that? I am. Yeah, I still so, so I co-own it. It's for sale. I, I want, I want <laughs> to be involved like, in the first legal transaction, <laughs> the first legal transaction where we get a pound sent from Phoenix to, there. to DC. I want to, I want to get us there, and Man, I want I that to be we'll a big deal. I don't know if we'll be alive. Do yeah, you think? Like, I think we'll be. Yeah, alive. we'll be alive. No, no, no we're, uh, but <laughs> I'm also healthy. the guy that says like, "You're healthy. I'm, I'm a piece of shit." It's, it's gonna, gonna if, if Carrie Lake's the out there listening, works in mysterious. But, no, <laughs> you'll, you'll be fine. <laughs> no, I'll be looking down. No, it'll be all good. I'll no, sure now is the time because the cultivations in Oregon, Washington, Colorado, Arizona, California are up and running, and. We can form intergovernmental agreements and 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 stuff. If federal legalization was to happen now, tomorrow, you guys are at a tremendous advantage. Uh-huh. Arizona's at a tremendous advantage. So now is the time in my book. I'm going to challenge you to prep yourself for the inevitability that who's going to make it in this whole thing is Copper State <laughs> and Grow Scientists. <laughs> I think that will have a direct to consumer thing, but I think people should prep themselves. There's a lot of good people working there. At the end of the day. That farm is so enormous. They'll figure it out at some point. And, you know. They'll figure it out at some point. That's the key, though. You know what I'm saying? I mean. I'm I'm rooting for them because the better it gets, the better it gets for people. I I love Soul Flower. I love Copper State. We have a great relationship with them. They produce good products. But for some reason, they don't have that same sort of cult following that you guys do. And wh- why don't they? I don't know, I don't man. Know. If you hang out at Soul McClintock, that yeah. fucking line would say differently. I think the Soul Flower because <laughs> their bud tenders are so strong. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the Soul, soul, soul Flower experience is phenomenal, yeah. 
And we know we're we're partnered with them under their license. We don't have a license, which is another thing that's funny that people don't you're like. What do you mean you don't yeah. have a cannabis license? We we rent the permission to cultivate from someone who does own a license. But um, they're our partners, and they they have given us that opportunity. An opportunity um, to get to know them a lot over the last few years. The Soulflower teams are exceptional. Just yeah. back to like the whole bud tender conversation. I love those guys. What's their in-house brands at Copper State? Uh, can you guys help me out there? Jukebox. Oh, uh, yeah. Jukebox. Jukebox? Yeah. It's like our cartridge I don't know anything company. about Jukebox their Copper State? Yeah. I've seen all those hazy marijuana emails, and Good I had no idea coming. who that was. Yeah. Good things Good go. coming. Good things coming, of course, yeah. So, you that's know popular. that's Teresa Hansen's deal. Yeah, yeah. she's a, the chef, Teresa Hansen. I mean, what an incredible person, huh? Yeah, she's amazing. I mean, she's she like, comes to meet all the she's time. She's that next level. Yeah. I hope that as the books get written later on, her name is... No, we're there on the edible side. Have you had her on here? We we are rooting for yeah. all the Arizona yeah. brands. Awesome. We'll we, we are rooting for all the Arizona companies, whether it's flour or vapes, doesn't matter. We're well, there's a lot adjustables. Of good ones. Yeah, absolutely. And we want to see And the holiday party's better when we're all there. I yeah, promise. We want to yeah. see Arizona people succeed. And they're involved in a lot of different ways in the cannabis industry. But we you know, we didn't have a chance to dive deep into your guys' products as they're coming out in December and January. So what I want to do, because this is already at about an hour, and people... That's because Mike talks too much. No, 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 it's, it's good. What I want to do is focus, do, do a Canterbury Tales, specifically about Canterbury Tales episodes, specifically about the brands and, and the nuances and differentiators and what you guys are doing that people will see on the shelves. And, and we'll get to that in the next episode, because... A two point, uh, like we a, can bring the whole spread. It's like too. a sequel with Everything you guys. Actually, we can try it all. That's what we should. Well, that's do. what we need to bring yeah, Ari. In. I kind of wanted yeah. to spark up one I right was here Ari, right now. So I've spent the last thirty-five minutes thinking Ari was just going to keep coming across. Like there's been hand signals. So I I've know, been like, I thought she's coming in. Yeah, she's going to come bring the lighter for yeah, this. That's right okay. Now. I guess the next, the next and time. She's our bartender. You're going to be a little sad. I'll post you up on our IG with the with your new brand. Send me all that. Just yeah. got word from backstage. Yeah. But the, you know, uh, the bottle is empty. I'm the pretty good at industry structures. Do you guys want some? No, no, I'm, I'm so good. <laughs> you want some? Zero I'm sauce. <clears throat> but that's Zero one sauce. of the things about about you know Ari and, and Destiny. They have a tremendous <laughs> in-depth knowledge of the product we'll that it just exceeds. It's extraordinary. No, solid. Yeah. So so I, I know Very when good. to step aside Thank and you. say industry, business, regulations, legislation. I get that policy. I'm really good at that stuff. But then I need to step aside, and we need to come back and do a Canterbury Tales about all the brands and the, and the stuff you guys are releasing December or February 15th. Can we leave that in with a video of Rita getting the chair out from under the bar today? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which was Sorry, a 15-minute process of going to get this fifth chair. Yeah. <laughs> if we don't have footage of that, we failed. Yeah. I got a nice arm workout, not going to lie. Wow. And some, some core, you know. So, I, I did a little cardio this morning. I so certainly I really... appreciate you having us on and no. listening to us rant. Well, and, me rant and Mike speak intelligently. And I forgot Thank to you. introduce Both of you guys Woodstock and Yoda, which, who are the soul and wisdom behind Mita that are hanging out. Are you there. talking about Woodstock? Woodstock and Mita and Yoda. Next so, to the jar. So Yoda's, Yoda's okay. Yoda's got a lot of wisdom. Uh, Woodstock, though, is one of the real events. Yeah, you know, they said he's the soul of Snoopy. That's just kind of... It's, it's well, Woodstock has a bigger role than that. So Woodstock luckily Woodstock. keeps all of the neighborhood together. So Snoopy's kind of like the guardian right. of the Peanuts galaxy. So not, that's why he's always outside on the house. He's watching everything going by. 
you know. So yeah. Polaroids. <laughs> that's, that's Who doesn't love a Polaroid? No, Woodstock, Snoopy, and Charlie Brown. Yeah, or, take uh, one. No, no, you guys are much more focused. Oh, so you're a big Woodstock fan? Listen. The button's on the front. Have you been, have you been to Santa Rosa? Hold on, let's take a... Is it too far, though? Uh, over in Santa Rosa during Hall of Flowers. It's on the front, the red one. Okay. <laughs> no one's used to this one old tag. Have you been to Santa yeah, Rosa? That's where I grew. It'll take 15 so, yeah. minutes to develop. It blew my Schultz Museum. Thank you. Her and I are over at Hall of Flowers for the first time, and there's fucking Snoopies everywhere. Yeah. I didn't know that Snoopy's Schultz. The, he's the guardian of the neighborhood. Woodstock is his consigliere, and Charlie Brown is kind of like this boss. And what makes Peanuts so special is he's the first boss ever in, like, history that's actually just a really nice person. Yeah. And that's what everyone's drawn to Peanuts for. But Woodstock's got this just insanely difficult role. And uh, the Peanuts is basically, we should just live our lives. So I was one of the people that didn't understand that. Are you making this stuff up or this is true? If you're on our Instagram, you'll see I'll post (laughs) Peanuts stuff from time to time to get the (laughs) message out there how to live life. I love that. The Peanuts gang, Charlie Brown, Snoopy. Woodstock, they're the real Avengers. Yeah, no that's awesome. I just know Woodstock as like the soul of Snoopy. No, it's all of that. Yeah, yeah it's all. But it's Snoopy's watching an entire neighborhood. That's a big job. Wow. Well, job. we should end. You ever on hear that. something bad go down in Peanuts besides the chick always grabbing his fucking football out from under him? And the the Peanuts <laughs> Christmas jazz album is one of the greatest of all time. All time. Vince Girardi. All time. One of the and greatest still albums. Still a well-priced 45. Of all time. Still a well-priced so record, I might add. They go get that record and put it on front to right back. Now. Every song is amazing. Fantastic. That dude died early. He was like Way 45. Too. No, it's because he went out <clears> on top is what happened. So. Okay, so I want you guys to promise me this. When we have products that people are going to see on shelves that we the, the new products and that you guys will come back do a canterbury tales we can hyper focus on that we can avoid talking about snoopy and licensing and all these other things and we can hyper focus on the, the differentiators as to why it's one of the best products in the market is that we do that that'll be the canterbury like tales. Into that. <laughs> we're gonna bring like 10 of us <clears throat> yeah, bring as many want. people as you yeah. want Stories. so yeah, get your get your setup yeah i was gonna say like we, that's more personable we could yeah. probably do it all right can you set it up no we need a living let's room comfortable like the yeah. lobby will be out but right, a little mic set. Hello, hello. You got to do this with our team, though. I've yeah, no, we, we need to. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's set the studio up in a bigger space. We can even rent the furniture if you don't have it. We'll find a room. Let's go. Let's go. Let's get the family. Let's go. Yeah, let's go sit at the top of the Valley Hotel. And we'll do it there. Seriously. Very difficult process. Some Virgin Bloody Marys. I know when to step aside, and Canterbury Tales is a great concept, but it's going to need individuals like Ari and Destiny hosting it and just talking about the product. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Instead what of happened? behind the scenes, Ari yes. will be in front. Are you all right? Yeah. Yeah, we're great. And this is more of a meeting. <laughs> this is more oh, of a... Oh, right. This is... Move this forward, is, right? Yeah. That, that, we're not that unshackled, okay? So we can't talk about our emergency. Oh, sorry. But, but, <laughs> but uh, you're free to come up and talk about it. Uh, but yeah, but this is more of like about who you guys are and and, and your identities, and I think people got to know you pretty well. And then we'll do the Canterbury Tales more specifically targeted on the brands and the products that consumers can uh, see coming from you guys on the shelves and get really in-depth about that. And we'll get back to that at the, at the next, at the sequel to Meet Unshackled Let's Grow Sciences, which Thank will you. be 
Caterbury Tales. This was really good, I think. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. You guys are coming on the show. You guys are phenomenal. I snap. I'm quiet. That was another episode of Mita Unshackled. <laughs> I can't wait to see how they turned out. <laughs> no, that's oh, there good. you go. People get to know you guys really well. That's the Dude, key. this picture is really, this one's really magic. That's you looking at the poster. Why are the other polaroids Can I spark this up uh, in this here, This was Dimitri? like a, the <laughs> one I bought came with like a special, a yeah, it was ready. like a. What do you want to do? Oh, be careful. What's this thing?